Blog Talk Radio. Finally, at the beginning of the NFL football season. Now, you know, I'm not the greatest in math, although I am pretty good. Football ended February 1st. That was Super Bowl, right? So you go March, April, May, June, July, August, September. Seven months. Seven months. You know, football is the shortest duration sport of all the major sports and the least number of games. So here we are, week one, finally. And blink, and it's over. Blink, and we're in the dead of winter. Uh, uh, sorry, I just, got, I, just, I, just, I just hurt myself thinking about winter. But we're in the dead of winter, and football's over. So all you football fans out there, rejoice. It's back, but it's going to go quick. And, and I'm telling you, 17 weeks, playoff Super Bowl, it's going to fly by. So enjoy it while you got it. It's me, Commissioner T here, host of the Madden Voice. Good to be back. We are, we, we're going to do things a little bit differently tonight. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about hard knocks. We're going to talk about Tom Brady. And then we're going to dive right in and talk about all 16 games. I'm not going to do this every week because as, as the season goes on, some of the teams become irrelevant. Actually, half of them, will, many of them will be irrelevant after this week. But we figured that we'll try to do something a little different this week. Talk about all 16 games. Look at them, you know, some more in-depth than the others. I mean, obviously, you talk about the Steelers and the Patriots. You know, that's a pretty good game, so we're going to get into that one a little bit more than, say, you know, Carolina and Jacksonville, kind of like, uh, yawn, who cares, right? So we will get into all the games, some more than others, but we're going to make predictions on all 16 games. Um, time permitting, we may touch on fantasy, but it's so early in the season, everything is conjecture right now. You really don't know who's, you know, stardom, sitem, everyone's got an opinion. You, you kind of got, guys got to get out there and play. We got to see what's going on, and then we'll have a better uh, idea next week. Uh, if you want to call in, it's three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. You can tweet us at the Madden Voice. You can go on Facebook. Go Facebook dot com backslash the Madden Voice. Post a comment. You know, whatever you like to do. But we are definitely involved with social media, and uh, go ahead out there and uh, check us out. Um, but as you know, I don't do this alone. Now, Dr. Train is on vacation. So um, this, is, this is a little sad because he's been a part of the show for a number of years, and this is actually 
I don't even I, I I can't remember starting off the season without Dr. Train being on the show. But um, he's away on vacation, and uh, I know he's out there having a good time. So, uh, Dr. Train, if you're listening now or if you catch this on archive, enjoy your vacation, and we look forward to having you back on the show next week. Um, but I do have, um, well, right now, just one of my co-hosts, the other one, as usual. If you've been listening to the Madden Voice, you know K-Star is never on time to the show. He's, I, I want, what I want to do, I want to call K-Star's job, okay, and I want to talk to his boss. Now, this is obviously not, you know, we ain't getting paid to do this, but I want to call K-Star's job. I want to talk to his boss, and I bet his boss is going to say, you know, Commissioner T., K-Star is a great employee, gets his job done, but he never gets here on time. Because that's how I feel about him. He does a great job on the show, but he's never on time. And today he said, I will be on time. He's not here. But who is on time is the guy that people call the voice of reasoning, the newest addition to the Madden voice. I think he's now getting into his third season. So uh, he's getting a little, little time and grade under his belt. Um, my younger brother, J.B., Welcome to the Madden Voice, JB. JB. All right, I see him, but I don't hear him. Right here. Oh, there you I go. All right. All yes, right. There you go. You know, Blog Talk Radio. If we didn't have any technical difficulties with these guys, then it wouldn't be a normal Madden Voice. Every week, it seems like something with these guys. Yeah, I'm talking about you. If you're listening and monitoring the show, Blog Talk Radio, you owe me some money for that that mess up two weeks ago. I ain't forget about that. I'm gonna get my money. Trust me. But anyway, welcome to the show, bro. Appreciate it. I was trying to say I'm becoming old grizzly veteran, but I had myself on mute to make sure I didn't have any background noise in a few. But here I am. Glad to be here. All right. It's good to have you. Good to have you. Um, and we are eagerly awaiting the arrival of Mr. K-Star to join us. But in the meantime, let's roll because I ain't waiting on anybody. Um, did you get a chance to see Hard Knocks? Unfortunately, I did not. I wanted to, but uh, the scheduling that I have here, it just doesn't permit it. Okay. They make this thing called a DVR. DVR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. They do yeah, make them. The, the DVR is full, sir. This is a full household, and everyone seems to record everything. Oh, okay. You have that problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I can barely get the one show that I do watch. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. All right. We'll pause on the hard knocks then and go and revisit that. Let's talk Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I know it's been beat up to death in the in the. In, the, in NFL.com and Sports Center and all of that. But I'm curious, what is your take on the fact that, once again, Roger Goodell loses Tom Brady's suspension? And for those of you out there who, you know, maybe like live in a cave or something or might be spending, you know, time in Mars, Tom Brady was suspended for four games and he appealed it. And um, they, they were asked to find like a kind of a middle ground, some sort of a compromise settlement. They couldn't, uh, they couldn't get there. And then the judge overturned it completely, and Tom Brady will be playing tomorrow night. Um, the, the word that I've heard is the NFL uh, is planning to appeal, but I don't know what that involves, so we won't really get into the appeal process. But in the meantime, Tom Brady is going to be playing. Um, JB, your thoughts on Tom Brady and the suspension being overturned? Well, I, I'm, I'll, I'll admit I'm a bit surprised, I think, we all agreed last week when we discussed it in prior weeks that he was going to be suspended and deservedly so. 
the one caveat to everything that probably we didn't touch on enough is that there's the process in which he was punished. And that's the only way that he could possibly get off. And coincidentally, that was the only way that he was able to get off. It was more of what did not properly take place on Goodell's side of the fence than it was showing that Brady has been proven innocent. Because that really hadn't been discussed. No one said he's innocent, but the suspension is lifted because of the, the failure in the process. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Jay. And, and you know, my, my problem is now, what you know, um, you know, this is now six appeals in a row that have been successful. And while I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Roger Goodell's, but at the same time, he is becoming, I mean, the guy has no power. I mean, right. if every time he makes a, a ruling, you can just go to court and have them overturn it, then what's the point? And, right, you've you know, become a figurehead now. Yeah, and the collective bargaining agreement gives him this power. I mean, the NFL Players Association negotiated, and one of the things is it, this is the power that you give the commission, the commissioner, you know. But then to be able to go to court, now I respect our legal system, but, you know, this is a football issue. You know, this is a football issue. And, you know, they went and hired an independent investigator, a well-known independent investigator, who said it is more probable than not that Brady had something to do with the deflated footballs. And based on that language, it gave Goodell power to suspend. And thus he suspended him. Not because we know yes or no, and, you know, it, it's, the, it's the letter of the collective bargaining agreement that empowers Commissioner Goodell, and he ruled based on the power given to him, and then you can just go and say, hey, you know, hey, you know, okay, yeah, I, 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 let's just let you know, let's just go and find some judge that's sympathetic, and um, you know, let's get it overturned. I, 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 I have a problem with that because, like I said, I'm not a fan of Roger Goodell, but he is the commissioner. You know, the guy makes. I think he makes ten million dollars a year to be the commissioner. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, he makes almost what I make. You know, I'm a commissioner. He's a commissioner. You know, and ten million dollars a year to be a commissioner, and you got no power. So what's the point? And you know, before him was Tagliabue, and before him was Roselle. Do you think these guys had appeals over? You know, and these things? Or no, <laughs> absolutely not. So I, I think there's this problem in the system. And I think there there needs to be something done about the system because there's a problem with the system. That's that's what I think. Well, definitely a problem with the system, and, I, and that's where I was going with this whole uh, ability for Brady to get off of being suspended. I mean, is, is the system, the process, I consider them two in the same, and there's a breakdown somewhere. Uh, there, there had been talk of Goodell resigning and whatnot. That's not going to happen. The, the owners have enough faith in him, and he's, put enough money in their pockets or at least help put money in their pockets where I can't see that happening. But the approval rating for whatever they'll have is going to continue to drop. And there was even discussions of um, of Hardy trying to appeal his suspension. I think after those talks kind of dissipate, I don't think he's going to, but it kind of opens up the floodgates for whoever suspended. Like you said, to go to court, get it turned over. Four games, eight games, whatever it is, 
go appeal at your lynch. So anybody can come in now and do that. Well, he, he did appeal, though. He just didn't go to court, but he appealed with through the arbitrator and got it reduced from 10 games to four games. So no, I'm talking. I'm um, talking about the four game suspension, not the not the ten to four. I'm talking about the four to further, trying to get it reduced. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. but but he takes back which off. Would have been that. ridiculous too. Yeah, which which. Yeah. Well, I, I have a different take on the whole Greg Hardy thing, though. I, I I don't think he should have been suspended at all. Frankly, I just I I, I don't think I don't. You know, you, you have a woman that comes out and says domestic violence, and then when you go to subpoena her to go to court, she decides not to testify. Um, so, so you know, did you do this to get paid off, or did you do it because he, he really – if if there's proof that he really did it, then throw him out the league. Then he's done, as far as I'm concerned. You know, but, if he, but you know, these football players can also be targets. So yep. it sounds to me like this particular one might have been a t- like a target because all of a sudden she couldn't be found to testify. And yep. yet he still gets suspended four games. So yep. it, just, it just, it it doesn't add up. That one, it doesn't add up to me at all. Anybody out no. there listening? Three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, five, two, five, three, four, seven, eight, three, eight, nine, five, two, five. Um, all right. Hard knocks back to hard knocks. So, you didn't see it, so it's kind of a one-sided conversation because you didn't see it. And um, um, but I would just say this, and and and, I, and we'll move on from it. But I think Hard Knocks is is very well done. I, I think that even people that aren't football fans could enjoy watching those four episodes because of the human interest stories around the players. It's not just about the football; it's really about their story. And um, I got to tell you, I gained a lot of respect for Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Houston Texans. Um, I really like the guy. I mean, really like the guy. I think it really – I like his coaching style. I like his his directness. I I like how he deals with – I mean, he's cutting players. These are guys that dream of playing football, and he's cutting them, and he's not being a, a prick about it. He's You know, he's being a human being about it. and But he's being honest with them. You know, hey, you don't fit our scheme. You don't fit what we're looking for, but we wish you well. I mean, you know, um, I just – and I know he knows there's cameras around, but I got the sense that he was being himself. He wasn't playing up for the cameras. And I uh, really got a lot of respect for him watching that, a lot of respect for him. Um, and, you know, people are questioning whether J.J. Watt is best player in the NFL. Listen, if you watch the Hard Knocks, and, again, we know they know the cameras are there. But you just get the sense that this guy, I, I, I mean, he's everything crack, that he's cracked up to be. He is everything, you know, six foot four, six foot five, you know, fast, strong, and he's just a beast. And he works. He's the last one there every night working. And the guy's, what, he's got a $100 million contract? Mm-hmm. And he's the last one there working every night. So, they, I don't have a problem with him being um, considered the best in the NFL. I don't have a problem with it at all, to be honest with you. I think, I think, I think it's well-deserved, especially after seeing Hard Knocks. I think it's well-deserved. So, all right, let's go on and talk about some games. Jay, um, talk to me about your thoughts on the Steelers and the Patriots tomorrow night. Share with me your thoughts. Share with me, you know, give me, give me kind of what you think about the game tomorrow night. Well, I'll tell you this, you know, in the words of our good buddy Jim Ross, business has a 
is about to pick up because with Brady being back, it really is going to make for an intriguing matchup. Unfortunately, Le'Veon Bell is going to be out, so the Steelers do some firepower, but they still have Big Ben. I think also one of the receivers for the Steelers is out. Is, I think Martavis Bryant, isn't he suspended for four games? Oh, sorry, Jay. Go ahead. Yeah, isn't isn't Martavis Bryant Bryant suspended for the first four games? Yes. All right, so the Steelers don't have him. They don't have Le'Veon Bell. It seems like the the Patriots are operating about as close to full strength as you can be. So it's still going to be an interesting game, but I'm going to take take the Pats at home by 10, I, I think. The crowd is going to be electric. Goodell won't be there. That's funny. Um, and, and the fact that Brady's going to be playing, I think, is going to add extra spice. So uh, I know K-Star probably would disagree, but I'm, I'm taking the pass by 10 just because of the electricity in that, in that crowd that's going to be there on Thursday night. Yeah, I you know, and I, I'm curious to see how K-Star um, predicts, um, you know, the, the Steelers – winning this game um, because I don't see a way for them to win it. Um, number one, I mean, pretty much you hit on the points I was going to hit on, 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 on and, and not just that Brady's playing, but, you know, I've never been a Tom Brady fan, but I respect the guy. And something just tells me opening night at home, um, you know, where people were thinking that he was going to be suspended and he turns out not to be, um, I, I just get the sense that he's going to come out on a mission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and the Steelers' defense has already been, you know, shown to be suspect. They're hobbled, you know, they're they're not maybe not hobbled, but they're not at full strength on offense. Um, frankly, this one could get ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, if it was in Pittsburgh, I would give Pitt just to, you know to share. Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, um, you know, they're, they're they're great fans. They're passionate, and that adrenaline flow could certainly level the playing field a bit. But you know, you playing in New England, weather's going to be a non-factor tomorrow night. Um, <laughs> you know, Brady's been waiting to get back out there. You know, after this long off season with the Flate Gate and all that. And you know, one of the things I know. I know for a fact about pro athletes is when they are involved in any type of scandal or any type of negativity off the field, their recluse, their seclusion, their, their kind of fortitude is going on the field. And it's like Mm -hmm. now, right now for this 60 minutes or three hours, however you want to count the time, I'm doing what I do. You can't get to me now. There's nothing, you know, I'm doing what I do. And this is my home. This is my solitude. You know what I mean? And I just think that with everything, it's almost like, you know, you woke up to Sleepy Giants, number one. And then number two, I think think people are just, you know, come on. I mean, I decided this year, since we're doing this, if people will know, we're probably going to be the only talk radio show to not do predictions. You know why? Who cares? I mean, let's be honest. Nobody knows. You know, 
Nobody knows. So why, you know, why bother saying, oh, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division. No, I think the Eagles are going to win the division. Don't sleep on those Giants. Percy Harvin, or, um, not Percy Harvin, um, Cruz. What's Cruz's first name? Uh, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, thank you. Victor Cruz is back. You know, everybody, you know every division, pretty much, I, I don't think there's any division that you can say this one team's going to run away with it. I think every division, you, you will find at least one other team that's going to fight and make it interesting. Every division, okay? And we just don't know. We just don't know. So why bother? Super Bowl predictions in September. Really? You know, what are we going to do? The, we're going to do the uh, let's go with uh, New England and Seattle. Oh, that's, 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 that's going out on a limb. Boy, oh, boy, mm-hmm. you're, you're really, you know, <laughs> you're, you're really uh, uh, testing the waters there, boy. Seattle and New England, you know. Or better yet, I, I know, Green Bay and New England, you know. Or Green Bay and the Colts. I mean, you know, we know the teams that are, that are favorites. So if we just tell you that, we're regurgitating what everybody else is saying. So I don't care about predictions when it comes to divisions, conferences. I don't care. We can do that when we get to the playoffs and there's 12 teams left. Then we'll make predictions. Right now we're talking games. But that said, there's been a lot of Miami Dolphin talk in the offseason. There's been a lot of New York Jet defense talk <coughs> in the offseason. Buffalo Bills has a new coach as well, right? So – you know, the Bills, Jets have new coaches. Dolphins have the same coach but seem to be gave Patriots a lot of fits last year coming into their home. There's a lot of talk, and the Patriots are hearing this. And the Patriots are saying, we just won the doggone Super Bowl. We, we just won the Super Bowl, and y'all sitting over there talking about the damn Dolphins? So I think the Patriots may have a chip on their shoulder. I think they may have a chip on their shoulder for a lot of reasons, and tomorrow night could get ugly. So I'm going with the Patriots. Jay said by ten. I think that's safe. It could be fourteen. You know, I think I think Jay, you're right. You're right. You're you know, you're right on point. I have no no disagreement with you at all. Um. All right, let's talk about uh, the Packers and the Bears. Um, and another one that we don't have Doctor Train. We don't have Doctor Train. So, um, Jay, Packers, Bears. Yeah, this is going to be. Probably more interesting than the um, the Pats and Steelers because obviously with with uh, Randall Cobb being hurt and he's still questionable for Week One. Obviously Jordan Nelson being out. Uh, you've got your your Devontae Adams out there. You've got your Eddie Lacy's out there, and of course you have Aaron Rodgers out there. So with that being said, I would take the Packers. Don't know with the with the Bears what kind of Jay Cutler we're going to get. We know we're going to get inconsistency. That That is bar none. We, we, we've seen that in the past, so we basically know from that perspective what we're going to get. We just don't know how that ball is going to be distributed this year. Martellus Bennett came on last year. Forte, they talked about cutting down his, his reps to keep him fresh for towards the end of the year. Alshon Jeffries there. It, I'm, I'm still going to take the Packers, but because of it being one of the oldest rivalries in the sport, Bears may put up a surprising fight. Mhm. And you're right; it would be a surprise. Um, I think it the Bears be. have been maligned. Yeah, I think the Bears have been maligned. Um, and I think Jay Cutler, uh, it, it, you know, is going to come out with a lot to prove. 
Um, I just don't think Jay Cutler has the, the Tom Brady skills to prove it. So while he may want to come out and show um, that he's better, he's worth the money that he got paid, and he's better than what people said, um, you know, people say this guy's been in the league nine years. Um, all right, forgive me. I have the computer up, too, and – Okay, there we go. Um, you know, they need to stop with the auto-starting of videos when you go to a website. If I want the video to play, I will hit play. You don't need to auto-start it. I will decide if I want it. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, but that said, I, even though and, – and the only reason I'm a little hesitant is it's in Chicago. And, Jay, you're right. It is a rivalry game. It's in Chicago. Um, you know, and, and – and, that that's the only reason I'm even hesitating a little bit, but I have to go with the Packers. I I, I do. Um, the Packers just uh, I believe they just re-signed James Jones. Yep. Um, and he's 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 a proven wide receiver with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, and that's a good move. That's a good move. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like when they brought oh, yeah. back Matt Flynn. You know, Matt Flynn can't play anywhere else but Green Bay. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> this was last year. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's the only that's the only team that he can play for. You know. Yeah, but they so, didn't cut him. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think yeah. he's there either. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the Packers, and um, I think it'll be a good game though. Oh, Only yeah. because it's in Chicago. I, and it's a rivalry game, like like what Jay said. But I'm going to go with the Packers too. All right, um, we've got Panthers at the Jaguars. Jay, do we just spend any time on this one? You know what? I, this is a show about football, right? This is a show about football, and this is a show about having. Obviously, we have our favorites. You you know what you should do? You know what would have been funny? You remember Harlem Knights? Are you in charge of the girls? I'm in charge of the girls. Are you in charge of the girls? I'm in charge of the girls. (laughs) This is a show about football, right? Yes, it's a show about football. This is a show about football, right? Yes, this is a show about football, right? Yes, this is a show about Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. All right, guys. I forgot about that one. (laughs) All right, guys. But but all, all kidding aside, sorry, sorry, ladies you know, and gentlemen, but when you have two brothers hosting the show, you know we 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 vibe on another level because we we you know you know we grew up together, you know, saying living in the same house, watch the same shows, and you know, and so we you know you just gotta roll with us, okay? You just gotta roll with us and just forgive us. That's all. Just just forgive us. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that'd be all right. So with all that being said, all jokes aside, I think we should focus in on this one just because. We're talking about two teams that are trying to rebuild. The Jaguars, they're not going to win their division. I think everybody knows that. But I do think that they're going to be more competitive than they were last year. I think they've put some decent pieces in place. And I think that Bowles is going to be more improved than what people even realize. I think he's, he's, he's poised to have a very good season building upon his rookie season. And he's got some more weapons, too. T.J. Yeldon... Obviously, being a rookie, the, the, the jury is still out, no question. But he has the tools and capabilities. I'm going to take the Jaguars in an upset on this one. I think most people probably have the Panthers, but I'm going to take the Jags because, one, 
the receivers for the Panthers outside of, of Greg Olson, the tight end, they're unproven. Uh, Funches is a is a rookie. He's he's got tremendous upside. He's a big boy. He's he's another um, Kelvin Benjamin in the making in terms of size and and, 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 and target wise, what have you. But I just don't see a receiver being able to step up right now. Who's going to be the go to guy right now? Because in every game you need a go to guy. I don't care if it's the first game or the last one. Outside of Olsen, I don't see who that's going to be. So I'm going to take the Jags in an upset. I'm probably in the minority, but I'm going to go with it. Well, I think you're in a minority, but I think I will agree that it's probably going to be a better game. I think the Jags have have done some things to get a little bit better. Um, what, what I want to watch, I'm I, obviously I'm going to go with the Panthers, um, but what I'm watching is Cam Newton, I, and I'm also watching Jonathan Stewart. He's back. He's healthy, but. I'm watching Cam Newton because I saw a change in him after his car accident. And the rest of the season, he seemed to be thankful to be playing football. He seemed to be more mature. He seemed to really embrace the fact that, um, you know, any, at any given moment, my career could end. It seemed to, like, scare him straight, to use a, a term uh, that people use all the time, you scared straight. Um but I'm wondering if, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'll use, I'll use a, um, a very unapplicable um, uh, uh, analogy, but guy goes out and cheats on his wife and gets caught, and the wife says, you do it again, you better not do it again, you know, and, and the guy stays straight and narrow for four or five, six months a year, and, and everything's going groovy, and then he meets another chick at a bar somewhere and decides to step again, um, you know. A year ago, he was thankful. My wife gave me another chance. You know, and a year later, he don't forgot all about all that fear he went through. I'm just wondering if Cam Newton is he? And something tells me, unfortunately, that he's gonna come, go back to his old ways, Mister Arrogant, Mister, you know, um, towel hanging over my head, and all of that. Something tells me that, um, because I think there was more to that argument. We got into that fight. No one, you don't get in the fights. I mean, unless you're, unless you're, you're, uh, you know, Geno Smith. You don't get in the fights with the quarterback in in mini camp. You just don't do it in preseason. Just don't happen. Okay. And Cam Newton's a big boy. Cam Newton's like six six, you know, two sixty, big boy. And something's not right for that to have gone down. Okay, because they fight, but to go after your quarterback, something ain't right. Okay. So I'm wondering if he's getting back to that edgy, arrogant stuff that was over the line. Not the arrogance that all athletes have, but just that over the line arrogance. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm curious. I don't even know if this game – I might have to catch it on NFL Rewind or something. Um, But I want to see Cam Newton in this game. And if Cam Newton plays humble, they should win this game. Plays within themselves, manages the offense, is that double threat that he can be. They should win that game. If he if he gets you know if Jacksonville puts up a big fight and Cam Newton gets down on himself early, you're right, Jay. You're right. You're right, Jay. Jacksonville may come out and win this game, and they're home too. But I gotta see I gotta see something from Jacksonville before I start picking them. I really do. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers. Um, all right. Um, all right. Next game. Colts at the Bills. Wow. 
Yeah, the old Rex over there with the Bills, you know the defense is going to be stout. And you said it's at the Bills on top of it. Mm. Yes, sir. I'm still going with the Colts, though. I'm still going with the Colts. I like the additions that they've made also for their football team, even though I, I read a post, either it was a post or an article, that basically said on average that they're the oldest team in the league. It's kind of funny. It must have been because of Gore and Johnson being at it, but that veteran leadership is going to pay out right from the start. I think the Bills are in, in they're, they're on target, they're on pace, probably have a decent season based upon what they've done in the offseason, provided everyone was healthy. I'm still taking the Colts. Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, now you got Andre Johnson and, and Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am i got the Colts. Um, yeah, um, this is just a situation where, um, you know, the Colts are just that doggone good. I I actually have Andrew Luck as my quarterback in um in another league. Um this is this is um it's 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 depressing for me because for many years I've had Drew Brees in both the leagues. Drew Brees has won me a Super Bowl or whatever you whatever you call it winning it all fantasy football title. Um I said screw it. He's won me a Super Bowl in both leagues, and I've always stuck with him because he's he's normally last year he was a little down, but normally he's a fantasy football monster, always a top one of the top three fantasy football quarterbacks. Generally, um, we redrafted in this other league, and I could have taken Breeze, but Luck was sitting there, <laughs> um, and uh, someone had just taken Rodgers, so then Luck, but Luck was still sitting there. Jay, you know, because we're in this league together. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the MDX league, and and right. I just I I I had to let Breeze go, and I I took I took Luck, um, and I say all that even though this isn't we're not talking fantasy just yet. I say all that because I think Luck this year is going to be better than last year, and last year he was he was pretty good. Um, I think he's going to cut back on his his turnovers. Um. He he is not quite as mobile as an Aaron Rodgers, but he can get out there and move. He can run, well, like a Roethlisberger, you know. You know, Ben can run when he needs to, and so and so can Luck. He can he could run when he needs to. Um, so he is kind of a, a kind of a dual threat back there. And um, you know, when you have two quarterbacks that came into league together, number one and number two pick, um, he's 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 showing who the class of that draft class really was. And um, I don't think Buffalo. I, I, you know, I, I respect Bowles. Um, he's got uh, uh, Dallas Cowboy ties to him. He's a great coach. He's a good man. And I think in time, um, I'm sorry, not Bowles. Bowles is, Bowles is the Jets. Um, Rex Ryan. Um, Rex Ryan, uh, great defensive mind. Um, I think he's a good coach. But I don't think he's had enough time. He's going to need a couple years with this team. So... Uh, I gotta go with the Colts. I gotta go with the Colts. But I, I think I think even though I said we're not making predictions, um, I think next at the end of this year, I think Luck is going to be talked about for MVP. I think he's going to be in the discussion. I expect Rogers to be in the discussion. I expect Brady to be in the discussion. I expect Romo to be in the discussion. Um, and I expect Luck to be in that discussion. I really do. Mm-hmm. And don't sleep on Andre Johnson. Got something to prove. 
yeah. might be playing with the best quarterback of his career at 34 years old. All right. Dolphins at the Redskins. Oh, my. Dolphins at the Redskins. If there was ever one to skip, this would be the one. But, no, we're going to talk about this. Um, you know, Redskins, with, with the whole quarterback controversy and whatnot, I think that's going to be a bit of a, a, a circus there, if you will. still think Kirk Cousins can do an admirable job. But with with Tannehill coming into his own, you know, as I had mentioned before, he was he started off as a wide receiver and then switched over to quarterback while he was at Texas A&M. So he's still learning that position, and he's doing pretty good. And now he's got a defense that's got an Indomitian Sue on top of it. I'm going to take the Dolphins by. I'm going to take them by a full touchdown. I think that there's there's enough on both sides of the football for the Dolphins to come out with a victory, even though they're on the road. Um, let's just let's just let's just you know we what what did say? We talking football, right? We here to talk football? Okay. Um, Redskins are horrible. The Redskins are terrible. Okay, they 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 are the bottom of the NFC East. They finished there last year. They're going to finish there again this year unless something drastic happens. They're terrible. They're just an all-around terrible football team. The Dolphins should go in there and have a field day. They are they are coming into their own. Tannehill is looking better. Philbin's got that team looking you know looking like they they they, they can be contenders. Um, Cameron Wake. Um, Who's the other pass rusher they got? They got Wake and they got um, Sue. They just brought in uh, Sue. And um, there's another defensive line. Obviously, I don't have yeah, all stuff in front of me. They, they got an edge rusher, and I can't remember his name is, and I'm having all kinds yeah. of internet issues. But, yeah, they've got, got another one on the other side of Wake. They got another one on the other side. They got Wake and they got another one on the other side, and then they got Sue coming in up the middle. I mean, look out. <laughs> look out. And they're going up against Kirk Cousins. And the Washington offense that's sputtered at best. I, I mean, this one could get ugly too. This one, I think, you know, seven, ten points. This this game could be over by halftime. In in the nation's capital. I'm sorry, Redskins fans, if you're out there listening. This is not the Dallas Cowboy and me talking. This is just your team is horrible right now. Right now, your team is terrible. Now, I I, I hey, I've got a big appetite. I can come here next week and eat my words. I'm okay with that. Okay, but right now, your team is terrible. I think I, I just mm. as a matter of fact I'm reading something, you know, and, and I and this was me talking, but I'm now I'm giving you somebody else's words. The Redskins are the NFL's biggest dumpster fire right now. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they earned the first pick of the two thousand and sixteen NFL draft. So this is so this is another sports person's opinion. This ain't this is those aren't my words, but I agree. It's terrible. It's terrible. And I love it. Okay, um, <laughs> Moving right along <laughs> from from what I don't think will be a very competitive game to what I think will be a very competitive game, um, and because it was last year, uh, the Seattle Seahawks at the St. Louis Rams. Um, wow. This is going to be JP? worth watching right here. Oh, this is going to be a game worth watching. You talk about, obviously, the defenses are going to be stout. No question about it. I'm curious to did we lose JB? I'm here. Okay, here we go. Hello. I'm here. Hey there. Hey there. Yes. All right. So, 
as I was saying, I think that this is going to be a great game. Seattle's got a great defense. Rams have a very good defense also. Seattle doesn't have Cam Chancellor. It's unlikely that he'll be playing because of the contract holdout and whatnot. I'm curious to see how the Rams are going to operate on the offensive side. I think Nick Foles has been brought in to um, get the offense moving. He's got some weapons over there now. I wish Child Gurley was healthy so I could see him do his work because, boy, he did some serious work at Georgia. But Trey Mason is no joke either. Auburn product. Got to give him some props. Um, I'm still going with Seattle because I don't think the Rams are quite there just yet. But I think this is going to be, like you said, an extremely competitive game. I think the the Rams have something to prove. I also feel as though Seattle wants to come out of the gate to make a statement because of what happened in the Super Bowl um, this past February. I think they really want to put their their stamp on the NFC West again. So I'm taking them, but I'm taking them in a very close, tight, competitive game. Okay. Um, Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. Um, I think Jimmy Graham is going to make a difference. Um, I think Jimmy Graham's kryptonite was the, was the Seahawks and their physical style of play. Um, and while I still think playing him physical is the way to go, I think practicing against a physical defense in off season will make him better. You know, um, the Saints yep. just never really had that hard hitting defense, even though they had Bounty Gate and all of that, that that wasn't the same. They, you know, not like the freaking, not like the, the damn Seahawks can bring it. And so he's had to practice against these guys. And I think, honestly, I think they, they was very straight up with him. Hey, man, we happy to have you on the team, but, bro, you soft. Okay? Yeah. And we're going yeah. to we tough. I think, I think those are the things that don't make Sports Center, but those are the conversations. Jay, you've been a competitive athlete. I've been a competitive athlete. You know when you're tight like that, you can say that to your boy. Hey, man, you're soft, but we're going to help you with that. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. And I think he's going to be a much better um, tight end, um, freaking damn near, damn near wide receiver that he is. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to give Russell Wilson another weapon that they greatly need. And, of course, you know, I think – I'm not sure if Jay mentioned it. They brought in Fred Jackson um, uh, to back up Marshawn Lynch. And uh, I think Fred Jackson still got some tread in that tire. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Buffalo, you know, his business decision, and it was sad for him to leave Buffalo where he's been for so long. Um, it's kind of ironic that he's going back to, you know, to play with a guy that he beat out, um, you know, in, in, in Buffalo. And now he's going to back up the same guy that he beat out. It's kind of it's kind of full circle for him. Um, but for the for the freaking Seahawks, it's freaking it's a dream. You know, you got a guy that's probably still got a couple good years left in him. Um, similar running style to Marshawn Lynch. Um, so you don't really have to you know change up your offensive style. That's uh, great. I think uh, Seattle scares me this year. To be honest with you, they scare me. I mean, they lost a couple things on defense, but you know what? That defense is so well coached. I think they're still going to be good. So, and you know, as far as the Rams go, I think I, I, I'm just not convinced that offensively they're going to have enough to get it done. We know they're going to be there defensively, but we we've seen what happens when a team has a good defense and an average offense. By the fourth quarter, the defense is tired, offense can't score no points, and the team tuckers out. I think we're going to see that. They're going to get worn out, and it's going to go in the fourth quarter, and we're probably looking at the Rams pulling away 
you know, uh, maybe 21-17, 24-17, 28-20, you know, late in the game, they get an extra touchdown or something and put it away. Um, I'm sorry, did I say the Rams, the Seahawks, the Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks, yep. Yeah, yeah I agree with all that. I, I agree 100%. I think going back to your initial point to you about about Graham, I think that's a that's a very good point. Um yeah, they they were straight up with him. They like glad to have you, but you're soft. And having a play of his caliber, because you think about the Saints, both sides of the football, Saints are a finesse team. They may try to disguise it with with running Ingram together with Pierre Thomas back then. That's a finesse team. So if that's what you're used to. That's how you're going to play. Now he's coming over to the power team, and, and like you said, every practice they're going to beat him up, and they're going to expect him to get up and fight back. Now he can be the bully when other teams come in. So I'm curious to see how that relationship is going to play out between Russell Wilson and, and, um, and Jimmy Graham. I'm looking forward to seeing that one and seeing how much productivity they can have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I think Jimmy Graham will make Russell Wilson. Where Aaron Rodgers, where Tom Brady, where – Peyton Manning, historically, we'll see what happens this year. Um, um, even Drew Brees, um, some of the better quarterbacks, um, Big Ben, I'll throw him in there. Um, Tony Romo, i throw him in there. These guys can make an average wide receiver look better than they really are. Um, I don't know Russell Wilson. I don't, that's not what he does. He, he that's not his skill set. So he's a, a, the, the, the epitome of a double threat. He's playing the way RG3 should be playing. Um, and I think having a top flight tight end like Graham in there, who's already considered one of the top tight ends in the game, and now adding him to the mix and then having him toughen up his game a bit, I think it's going to make Russell Wilson even better. I don't think Jimmy – I think Jimmy Graham will be better because of the defense he played again, but he's going to make Russell Wilson better because Russell Wilson will be able to make plays with Graham that he couldn't make before because Graham can do things that other players on the Seahawks couldn't do before. You know, Graham can go up and get that ball. You know, he can he – can, you know, he can just, and, and, and bail him out. Graham's smart enough to see him rolling out and read where he's rolling to and go to where the ball is going to go to, not where they said it's going to go to. You know, uh, he, he's, he's a very – Jimmy Graham's a very smart player, and people underestimate that. But he's very, very smart. Um, and, and Drew Brees is going to miss him this year. But, but Russell Wilson's going to enjoy him. I, I promise you that. So, all right. Um, interesting matchup. Next one. Cleveland Browns at the New York Jets. Uh, JV? Question marks on both sides. Question marks with the Browns, the quarterback play, running backs. Wide receivers, questionable there also. I think the defense won't be bad. I think the Jets' defense is going to be solid also. So I don't see this as a high-scoring game. I'll take this as a 14-10 type of game, 14-13, 10-7, something low-scoring. Um, so I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Fitzpatrick, although he's a journeyman, he's got some weapons of his own over there with, with um, Brandon Marshall coming over. Um, I, I think 
there's enough offense on the Jets side of the football in this game to win. It's probably not going to be a very pretty game, but I'm going to take them in a low-scoring affair. I tell you how much I don't care about this game. I don't even know who the Browns' starting quarterback is. I think it's McCown. Um, and, and not like I really follow or care myself, but I think it's McCown. And there there may be a little bit of, of, of Manziel in there. He's, he's got a, a sore elbow, but as far as I know, week one starters, McCown, um, kind of like you, really don't care. They haven't made enough noise for me to really want to pay full-fledged attention. They still got question marks there. It seems like everybody on that team, either from from the coaches to the players to the the general managers and whatnot, somebody's been suspended over there. So uh, it kind of goes to show you the the disarray they're in, uh, in to me on and off the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, it, it, I hate I don't want to disrespect the Browns, but they're 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 almost as irrelevant to me as the Redskins. Um, at this point, um, you know, the Jets, <laughs> the reason I would pick the Jets is defense um, and coaching. You know, I've always said that when you don't know who to pick or if you think it's a toss-up, look at your head coach and the quarterback. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say that the head coach advantage is going to go to Rex Ryan. Um, I'm sorry. Please, Am I I'm doing that again? Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles. I'll get it right. I'll get it right. Yeah, it, 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 two AFC East teams, and I keep confusing the quarterbacks, both first-year coaches. Todd Bowles, I'm going to give him uh, the advantage. And quarterback-wise, Fitzpatrick, just just by a hair. Just by a hair. Um so uh, yeah, I gotta go with the Jets, but I I don't think I don't think long term wise, you know I I think Patriots, Dolphins, then maybe Jets, Buffalo. If we're looking at division, it's like kind of a power ranking in that division. I, I you know a lot of yeah. people are thinking the Jets might be able to do something, but uh, it's a little early for them. It's a little early. So yeah, All right. And and the one thing I will say with um um you know what never mind I'm thinking. Fitzpatrick is with the um, – he was with the Bills. He's down with the Texans now, right? Fitzpatrick? Am I he's thinking he's with the Jets, Jets now? now? Okay. Yeah, Fitzpatrick is with the Jets now. Now, who, who's the offensive coordinator for the Jets? Is that Chan Gailey or is he still in, in Houston? Uh, I do not believe it's Chan Gailey because I did not see him on Hard Knocks. And I know Chan Gailey because he's coached Cowboys. Um so I don't know where Chan Gailey is offensive coordinator. The, the reason why I bring that up, I know that when he was the offensive coordinator, Fitzpatrick was, was quarterback underneath, and he put up some solid numbers with Chan Gailey. And I wasn't sure if they had reunited again um, in, with the Jets. So that's why I was bringing that up. Um, but I, I'll take the Jets, like I said, in, in a close one. It's, it's really a battle of irrelevancy right now. We know the Jets have a good he defense, but – he is, he is currently the offensive coordinator for the Jets. That is correct. Yeah. Okay, so that that's where I'm getting. That's what I thought. Cause, sorry, I don't have internet, so I'm doing everything off the brain, off top of the head right now. That's all right. That's all right. That's all um, right. So it shows you I still got it, even though I got nothing to work with. Um, I, I think right. that he's yeah. going to be able to. Put, he, he'll have a decent game because of that connection. He, he's always 
team to, to perform well, uh, being coached by Chan Gailey. I don't think that's going to be any different being in New York. So um, you, you give them a little edge. I give them more than a little edge just because of those numbers from the past. But I think either way, we both agree the Jets are going to come out in this one. Yeah. Yeah. About the Jets. All right. We have a late arrival to the Madden Voice. Um, K-Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. What's going on, fellas? Well, you it's K-Star. more oomph in your voice than that. Jesus Christ. I'm talking football. You think, you think oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Just trying to, just trying to keep it down a little. That's all. Oh, 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 you, 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 yes, yes. You're on daddy duty, I see, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's a yeah. Wednesday thing, and. But I'm definitely very you you were the one that asked for a Wednesday night though, right? I'm just clarifying. It was this was your idea, Wednesday night. You yeah, it was the only time. I, it was the only time I could possibly yeah. actually here on the show. Yeah, you want to? You want a Wednesday? Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, all right. Um, all right. So we're we're picking games. We're picking all 16 games tonight. Um, you don't get a lot of time to say why because you don't missed all of that. So, but I will allow you to make your picks. Um, you you can take about a minute on the Steeler game because that's your game, and then the, the rest you just got to tell me who you think's gonna win. So, first game Steelers <laughs> at the Patriots. Um, this one Steelers me, and why? Because we both picked the Patriots, but why do you think the Steelers are gonna win? Well, because I'm a good fan. Um, I feel like we're walking into a death trap. Frankly, I it, I got to be honest with you guys. This is the most unconfident I've ever been going into a Steelers game ever, and I, I just think it's it's. Listen, when you play a Super Bowl winning team on the road, that's one thing opening night. But when you do it in front of a crowd that just had Tom Brady released upon the, uh, it's gonna be a frenzy. It's gonna be very hard. And the um, fan in me, my heart says Steelers. My brain says Patriots, uh, especially with who we're missing. Um, so you can put me on the board for the Steelers, but mm-hmm, I don't feel good at all. You can go, you can pick against your team. You you have every right. I can't. You know, I'm gonna tell you know, I, I, I know. I know. I know that's the case, but like, I, I don't want to go. I'll tear you up. You do, but pick, but I can't pick against my team the very first game of the year, especially. I'm not trained. That's not what I'm going to do. Okay. Big Ben. Big Ben's all that. Let's see what he's got, baby. Antonio Brown. Uh, they are. I oh, they're saying. But you don't have either. Um, <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Now these just just pick. So Packers at the Bears. Who you got? Green Bay. Yeah. Jesus. Panthers at the Jags. Uh, the Carolina Panthers. All right. Colts at the Bills. I am going Buffalo. An upset. Wow. All right. Dolphins at the Redskins. Miami. <clears throat> Washington mess. Um, Seattle at the Rams. Still love Seattle. Still think the vision goes through them. So is that Seattle? Yes. All right. Browns at the Jets. Going with the Jets at home. Revis Island. All right. All right. All right. All right. Next one for all of us to pick. Chiefs at the aforementioned hard knocks featured Houston 
Texans. Chiefs at the Texans. JB, what do you think? Mm. I'm going to go with the Texans only because they're at home. Um, we talked about the Chiefs and, and all the hype surrounding them and being in the top ten. I think they were at number ten in the power rings when we last discussed it. And I thought that was a little bit high myself. Good team, but I just think the Texans playing at home. J.J. Watt, David Clowney's healthy. I'd love to see if he can live up to the hype that he had coming in uh, from last year. Um, granted, Arian Foster is not going to be playing, but I still think there's enough. There's enough that can be done with Houston for them to win. Good game, though. It's going to be a good game. Okay. K-Star? Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City on the road. Uh, I just think they're more of an established rapport at the quarterback position. And while he is unspectacular, Mr. Alex Smith is, um, he's more reliable than what the Texans had going for them. And so is their running game. they got Jamal Charles. The Texans have committee at this point. And that defense is awesome in Kansas City. I'm going with the Chiefs. Well, Chiefs do have a better running game, even though I wouldn't sleep on uh, Polk back there, but, the, the, you know, Jamal Charles is the truth. Um, I'm going with the Texans because I was very impressed with what I saw in Hard Knocks. I think they should do Hard Knocks for every NFL team, and it should be – there should be a way where if you live – like, for instance, you know, I'm in Connecticut – so we've got the Jets, the Giants, and the Patriots. Now, technically, technically, by the letter of districting, New England would mean that the Patriots are Connecticut's team, although I think the Giants own Connecticut over the, the Jets and the Patriots. But technically, you would consider Connecticut part of New England, therefore they'd be Patriot land. And I think they should do a hard knocks for every team. And in your home area – you can watch it on Showtime or whatever, HBO or wherever it comes on. I watched it. I just don't remember which channel it was on. Um, you can watch it for free or on, you know, on your premium channel. And then if you want to watch another team, you know, offer it like, you know, you know, for 10 bucks or 15 bucks. So I'd want to see the Cowboys, you know, so tell me, you know, $5 an episode, you can watch the Cowboys hard knocks. You know, maybe because of we do the show, you know, obviously K-Star would watch the Steelers, Train would watch the Bears, but we also do the show. So maybe I would watch the Cowboys, and I'd be interested in uh, the Packers because of Jordy Nelson. You know, there might be three or four teams I want to watch. So offer it maybe as a pay-per-view, but not $39.99 or some outrageous, but, you know, $5 an episode or something. Um, and I, I will – I can tell you if they did that, because I think Hard Knocks is so well done – and so done on a level where you don't have to be a football. In today's age of reality TV, that's what that is. It's a reality TV show. And you don't have to be a football fanatic to watch it. You can just be someone who likes the human drama of just life, and hard knocks would appeal to you. So I think if they did that, they would increase, um, Not you know, it's the number one sport in this country, but I think – globally it would increase and I think you'd still get a more diverse population of fans watching the game I think that it'd be expensive to do but you know what how much is it you know they televise every game how much does that cost every game is on tv every week 
and 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 the television package is about nine billion dollars, right? So you know, throw this in there. I, I'm telling you, I think I, I you know I need to call Roger Goodell and talk to him about this. I think it's a great idea. Do a hard knocks every year for every team. That's what I'm saying. Well, anyway, but that said, I'm going with the Texans. I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw. Um, I have utmost respect for Bill O'Brien. Now that I saw him in action, um, I like his coaching style. I like his. I just do. I have no complaints. And you guys, if you've listened to the Madden Voice for years, I will get on a head coach in a New York second. I will get on a head coach, including my very own head coach. I had not one complaint about Bill O'Brien, not one. I was waiting, and he just he impressed me completely. Um, now you get past that, you're right. Quarterback wise, you know, um, um, who's the um, Oh my God! Not Mallet, the other guy. No, Hoyer. Yeah, didn't they name Hoyer the starter? Yeah. Or did they? Yeah, Hoyer's the starter. Um, yeah. yeah. Both of those, and these guys were very close. Um, as much as I, I think Alex Smith is really not as good as he. He wins games, but he's a game manager. Let's just call it like it is. He, he, he's not. He's, he's not the guy that's going to pull out a fourth quarter victory from the jaws of defeat and get you a win. That's not his job. That's not what he's going to do. Um, but he's still a little bit better than these two guys. Their running game, Kansas City is going to be better. But I like the tech, you know Texans defense. Clowney's Clowney's back. He's ready to play. Of course, JJ Watt, all world. Now they got Wolfork clogging up the middle. Cushing back there, you know, um, and then you know Chris Polk filling in for uh, uh, Arian Foster. Polk didn't look too bad. He didn't look too bad. So you know, and and they're home, you know. So I, I got to go with the Texans. All right, step down off my hard knock soapbox. I was really impressed with the show this year. Um, not impressed with it every year, to be honest with you. Um, I even went back and watched some of the. Uh, I think it's 07 Hard Knocks with the Cowboys and T.O. And, um, you know, I watched some of that. Just, you know, such a good show. All right. Detroit Lions at the San Diego Chargers. Uh, K-Star. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit. Uh, San Diego comes into the season with a pretty bad offensive line. And uh, I know they lost Sue, the Lions did, but they still had no Holotina, not the Kingsman. I had some good outside rusher, uh, edge rushers, and um, I like the little running back in New York Duel. And Calvin Johnson's healthy, which is always a good thing for Matthew Stafford. So I think the Lions uh, get a road win here. JB. Yeah, I, I'm taking the Lions also, and, it, and it's for those reasons, but also for the fact that San Diego always seems to be a slow starting team, and they catch fire somewhere around week nine or week ten. Uh, I think. Uh, Lloyd Nada being in the middle is going to help. I think um, obviously a healthy Calvin Johnson helps. Joyce uh, Bell, I don't, I don't believe is on the uh, injury report, so he may be healthy enough to play and get significant playing time. So I think there's enough weapons to the Lions offensively where they'll be able to win. And like I said, the Chargers being such a slow starting team, I have to go with the Lions in this one. Well, you know, I always say quarterback and head coach. Um, I would give the edge in head coaching to the Lions. I would give um, more than an edge. I think Phillip Rivers is just a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. Um, I just don't believe in Matthew Stafford. Um, this should be a good game. And I'm going to go with the Chargers because they're home. 
And I think they also know that they're slow starters historically. And, you know, they, they need to get out of the box quickly with a home game, a winnable home game. So I, I think they're going to be prepared um, to, to go in there and do some damage. Phillip Rivers had damn near an MVP season last year himself. He played pretty well last year. Um, and he's got an iron cut. You know, they love him down in San Diego. He ain't going anywhere. Um, so hopefully he doesn't get complacent. But, um, he, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of him, his, but over the last couple of years he's matured. He was kind of a little Ryan Leafish when he was younger, a little bad attitude. But last couple of years he's matured. And I think that's going to serve them well. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, JB, the Saints and the Cardinals. Oh, boy. Is is that the Cardinals? It's at Arizona. Yes, sir. Yeah, just for that reason, I'm going to take Arizona. I think we touched on it a bit before with Breeze losing uh, Jimmy Graham. I think that's going to hurt. D.J. Spiller being added to the mix could potentially help. Just the, the unfortunate part is Spiller can't seem to stay healthy. Um, the fact that the Cardinals were able to squeak into the playoffs with a bunch of no-names at the at the quarterback position after Carson Palmer was hurt, uh, got to tip your cap to at least the defense and maybe even the coach a little bit, but definitely the defense pushed them through. Now they got Carson back. And he's been able to put up solid numbers, so I'm going with Arizona. Okay. Okay, Star? Yeah, I'm going to Arizona as well. Uh, and also I saw that safety, Jarius Bird of the Saints, is not playing, and that just gives me more reason to take Arizona at home. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Saints. Um, I I am not a fan of Bruce Arians. Um, he lost me last year with his Super Bowl talk, and then they lose Palmer, and then he comes out and still talks Super Bowl. And, you know, they started off, what did they start off, 11-1, and 10-1, and one, some outrageous, incredible record, and and um, then, you know, had the nice collapse down the stretch. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sold. Um, you know, and again, I'll continue to say it, head coach and quarterback, and head coach here, and Sean Payton, Super Bowl champion. Um, Drew Brees, Super Bowl champion. Now, you do got to have some weapons. You do got to have some talent. And the Saints, they, they just, they're, not, they're not as talented as historically they've been. But Drew Brees is one of those quarterbacks who can take an average player and, and make them excel. You know, see, see um, you know, Lance Moore. Um, who was, you know, a journeyman, average wide receiver, but had some really productive games under Drew Brees. Um, I think Marcus Colston was overrated. I think Drew Brees made him better than he really was. Um, you know, the running game, um, we'll see. I believe they still got Ingram back there. Um, we'll see. But I just, you know, honestly, I'm a fan of the Saints. You know, obviously, I have one team, the Cowboys, but I like the Saints. I like the organization, and I think this is a this is a win that establishes them as a team to be reckoned with. And they need they need this win more than Arizona needs this win. And that's why I think they're going to pull it out. So, Saints. Watch out for Brandon Cooks. That guy's going to be really good this year. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a good point, K Star. I knew that was the reason we had you on the show. Ravens at the Broncos. 
Ravens at the Broncos. Ravens at the Broncos. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, I'm going to go with Denver. Uh, I know they looked pretty sloppy in the preseason, um, but I I just think that they have more parts around Peyton than what the Ravens do around Flacco. And they both have made switches to their offensive coordinators this offseason, so there's going to be adjustment made from both sides. But, um, again, there's more talent on Denver's side. And I think defensively as well, uh, the more talented defense. Um, So I expect Denver to win at home. Okay. JB? Yeah, I got to take Denver also. I think C.J. Anderson is going to have a decent game. He's going to get a couple of touchdowns. Um, Peyton seems to trust him, which – it's always a good thing when you've got Peyton Manning and says, I trust you. Um, I'll take Denver also. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Denver. Um, talk about does Peyton Manning have an arm? Is Peyton Manning, you know, is is he on a decline? Yada, yada, yada. And maybe he is. Maybe, maybe he is not um, the Peyton Manning of two years ago or even of last year pre-thigh injury. Um, but, you know, when you're when you're a legend, and that's let's be honest, Peyton Manning is is a legend. We saw the, the Texans cornerback went over and shook his hand and said, "Hey, you're a legend." The preseason game, um, he's a legend, and he's the first battle hall of famer. Um, whether you like him or not, um, these guys don't go down without a fight, and I, you know, I think he's got a lot to prove still. The champions don't rest on their laurels. The legends don't rest on their laurels. The Mannings, the Bradings of the world, these guys are going to come to play. And um, what better what better team to do it against than a team known for its defense, a recent Super Bowl winner um, in the Ravens, uh, you know, a team that's generally in the playoffs more times than not, a uh, very well-coached team. And you're playing against, a, uh, you know, a, a quarterback, you know, I think he's a little overrated, but, you know, Flacco, who manages to get the job done, um, and, and, again, when I say playing against, you know, quarterbacks do that. I don't care what anybody says. I'm telling you for a fact, quarterbacks, they look at the other quarterback and they match themselves up with that quarterback. And the press, they're going to say, oh, it's a team game. and you know, But bull Twinkies, okay? When Brady plays Manning, they, you know, they're looking at each other and they're matching up against each other, scheme versus scheme, stat versus stat, and ultimately they want to get that win over that quarterback as well as the team. And I think I – think, uh, Manning, yeah, I'm going to take out I, I mean, think about it, they both have one Super Bowl, even though Flacco ain't a legend, even though Flacco isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, he ain't even a Hall of Famer he's got a Super Bowl ring and so Manning's going to want to go out there what's that? and I was saying he actually beat Peyton on his way in getting his uh, Super Bowl and, ring and he beat, very good point, K-Star, I knew there was a reason we had Jim and he beat Peyton on the way so here, here we go, so I'm going with the Broncos for all those reasons all right JB, Bengals at the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Raiders, although they're moving in the right direction, not enough to take down the Bengals. I, I, I like that team. Uh, I think they'll be able to make some noise in that division. Maybe not win it, but make some noise. I'm going with the Bengals. Okay. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Cincinnati as well, unfortunately. Uh, I think Oakland will keep it competitive initially, but uh, Cincinnati is just more established than Oakland is at this point. And, um, you know, they have a healthy A.J. Green and Marvin Jones and Tyler Reifert, you know, they, and they're at home. So I like Cincinnati to win. 
Yeah, you got to go with the Bengals, even if it's by default. Even though Raiders, you know, are still slowly improving, they're they're it's yeah, they got they got a ways to go. Um, but let me let me be clear on this one. Marvin Lewis needs to um, win the division, win the division, get in the playoffs. Obviously, by winning the division, and he needs to win. I, I mean, he needs to he needs to get something done. Um, he is he has not won a playoff game twelve years. This is it. Okay, I'm saying it now. You hear it live right here on the Madden Voice, Commissioner T. This is it for Marvin Lewis. It's either I don't. I'm not going to necessarily say he needs to win a Super Bowl, but he needs to do something that he has never done before and get deep into the playoffs and shake things up and 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 you know propel this team into the upper echelon of the AFC conference where they're spoken to on the same level as a New England Patriots as um, historically a Pittsburgh Steelers team or a Colts team or now a Denver Broncos team. He needs to be talked about on that same level. And if that doesn't happen, he's gone. It's over. So this is the beginning of him. You know, you gotta, these are games you got to win to do that. A very winnable game, even though it's on the road, even though they're going into a black hole, it's a very winnable game against a team that's still got a long way to go. They've made some moves. they still got a long way to go. All right. Uh, K-Star, we've got the Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Intriguing matchup. It is. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay, uh, obviously a little reluctantly, because, well, it's going to be tough to even know how to project this game. They both had rookie quarterbacks starting with Lister Winston and Mariota. However, um, I will say from what I remember, the Tennessee Titans' rush defense was purely god-awful. And um, it is Dick LeBeau's first game as defensive coordinator for the Titans, uh, the great Steelers' legendary defensive coordinator. But this personnel is not good at all. And I think it's going to be ugly, but I think that Tampa will sneak out the win um, because I I just have more faith in, in Doug Martin and Vincent Jackson than hopefully Mike Evans if he plays more so than I do in the Titans' weapons. Okay. JB. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Tampa Bay also. I think that I think Winston is, is even though he's a rookie, I think he's probably and I put in air quotes a bit more polished than Mariota in terms of being NFL ready. Not to mention you've got Vincent Jackson on one side, Mike Evans on the other side. And and don't be surprised to see a resurgence from Doug Martin. Uh if there's ever a time to do it, now would be the time. And I and I think I think Lovey Smith has a little bit to prove too after a, a disappointing season last year. So I'm I'm going with Tampa Bay also. Yeah, all everything you guys say I agree with and and the the reason I said intriguing matchup is obviously the two quarterbacks. Um Mariota won the Heisman last year and I think um Winston with everything that he went through, <laughs> this is, again, a game where he sees who's on the other side and he wants to prove something. Um, and I think he's in a position to do that because I think he's got some better weapons than uh, Mariota has. I think Mariota's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. We'll see how good, but I think he's going to be good. But I agree with Jay. Uh, air quotes. More, a, little more, a little more polished with Winston. And um, I just think right now he's a little more NFL ready than Mariota. So I'm going with the Bucks too. 
All right. My game of the week, the only game that I will pick first because I can, the New York Giants coming into to AT&T Stadium to play the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Sunday night game, 8.30. And um, I, I, I love starting off the year with a division rival. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I love doing it from home this year. Um, listen, you know, there's a lot of discussion about the Dallas Cowboy running game. That's all I'm hearing about everywhere I go is what's up with the Cowboy running game. What are they going to do? DeMarco Murray is gone. Um, you've got a, a uh, um, you got Joseph Randall who – well, he had 50 carries last year. He's never been a full-time back. you got Lance Dunbar, who's never been a full-time back. You've got Dar- Darren McFadden, who, you know, had has had uh, one or two good seasons, but for the most part is injury-prone. So, you know, you can't really rely on him because he's injury-prone. So what are you going to do? You, you, you had Gus Johnson, who showed some things in the preseason, and then you released him, but then you were fortunate enough to get him back on your practice squad, so he's available. Um, and then you went and got Kristen Michael from the Seahawks, who um, the Seahawks let go in place of a 34-year-old aging veteran like Fred Jackson. They felt that he was better fit for the team than Michael. Um, and from what I hear about Michael, a little attitude issue and, and a little fumbleitis, and uh, frustrated the coaches greatly over there, so they let him go. Um, and they they actually were going to release him, but Dallas went after him with the trade because Dallas would have been 27th on the waiver wire, and they wouldn't have got him. They felt like somebody else would have picked him up. So Dallas went and gave them, I think, a seventh-round pick from next year's draft, if I remember correctly. Um, so now you're talking four to five backs uh, available for this game as opposed to the one workhorse back, 392 carries, 1,855 yards last year. Hey, I hear you. But let me just say this. You still have that incredible offensive line, and it got better. Um, the defensive line got better. Your linebackers are healthy. Sean Lee is back healthy. Orlando McLean suspended. He's out, but he'll be back at some point. Hitchens is back there. He filled in for McLean last year. He's healthy. Um, now, quarterback, yes, Gandrick is gone. Let's see what Mo Claiborne can do now. He's back. He's healthy. Brandon Carr played a solid, solid year last year. We still got Barry Church back there. Um, you know, I think – the defense overall is improved. And let us not forget what that offense can do. People say that Romo um, was benefited from a good run game. Every team benefits from having a good run game. Romo was almost MVP last year, almost through 70% of his passes last year. Okay? He is at a point in his career where he realizes the mistakes he made when he was younger by forcing the game, forcing plays, and trying to get everything back in one play. And he's much smarter. And just listen to his interviews. He's going to be a good coach in this league one day. Listen to his interviews. And let's not forget the weapons he has. He still has Jason Witten, one of the, one of the, one of the, you know, if you're talking about best tight ends, you can't leave him out of the conversation, regardless of numbers. He's just a guy that can do everything on the field. 
Gavin Escobar is his backup. The guy's turning into a pretty good uh, number two uh, tight end. Of course, without mention, you got to throw Des Bryant out there as one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Terrence Williams, Cole Cole uh, Cole Beasley. I mean, the team's stacked. When you look at the Giants' offense, that offensive line is still suspect. Manning's got some wide receivers. He's got some weapons back there. The offensive line is still suspect, and I don't know what's going to happen with that defense. JPP ain't. JPP probably by Sunday night will be put on. Um, he he's not on the 53 roster, and he didn't sign the franchise agreement. Uh, the the tender there to the, be the franchised for 14 plus million. So he's probably going to be put on uh, physically unable to play and done for the year because of the fireworks incident. So he's going to be out. Um, I, I Listen, this is exactly the team the Cowboys needed to face, a division rival at home to start the year off strong. And they are going to go in there and they're going to romp these boys. This is going to be a 10 or 14 point win by the Cowboys. And they're going to make a statement. Don't forget, Rod Marinelli is still a defensive coordinator. Scott Linehan is still their offensive coordinator. And Jason Garrett can sit back and manage the game because he's got a top offensive and defensive coordinator. Cowboys, anyone who thinks the Giants are going to go in there and beat up on the Cowboys, you need to to go have your head examined. Cowboys, 10, 14 points. Cowboys. Wait, I don't believe you heard me. Cowboys. All right. Um, K-Star. I, too, am going with Dallas. Um, I just think that they're the better team. And uh, even if they do the running back by committee, I don't think it matters uh, against New York. They don't have much of a defense. At least they don't project to. So I uh, definitely like Dallas at home um, for those reasons you stated. And uh, I just think that they're, again, I'll reiterate, the better football team. Okay. JB? Yep, everybody's right. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I, I think with with Eli being in the contract year, 2007, 2011, 2015, makes you wonder what's going to happen this year with the Giants. But as for this game, you know, I'm not sure what kind of running game they have. Obviously, they've got they've got um, Odell Beckham out there. Victor Cruz, I'm not even sure if he's going to suit up or not. You know, he's got a, a calf injury that he's battling. But... Um, Fine. <laughs> It's too much for uh for for the Giants to overcome. The Cowboys are 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 the better team, top to bottom. Only glaring weakness that I see right now would be obviously the secondary. But uh, the Giants have a shot if they can exploit that. But I don't think they'll be able to. I'm taking the Cowboys also, probably by about ten points. All right. Two Monday night games. I love when they do that. By the way. Um. Um. And uh, I, I actually like both these games, um, both NFC games. Um, JB, I'll start with you. We have a division rival going up to Atlanta, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Falcons. And I'll just say this, and then I'll let you run with it. Um, people, a lot of people are picking the Eagles to win the NFC East based on their um, very good offensive showing in uh, the preseason. A lot of people think that Chip Kelly's offense is going to be much better this year and they're going to win the NFCs. So with that said, Eagles at the Falcons. You know, this is going to be a very tight one. I think that um, I think the Falcons probably are going to go down in this one. I know the the folks around here are probably going to kill me for that, but it's going to be a close one. 
I think the Falcons are, are a much improved team compared to last year. That that running back that they picked up from from Indiana, Seven um, Coleman. Watch out for him. He might do some things this year. Matt Ryan's got targets. Um, it's going to be a good game, but I think that Philadelphia just has a little bit too much firepower right now for the Falcons. Um, uh, it, it doesn't seem to matter which quarterback was playing out there during the preseason. Obviously, preseason doesn't matter, but I think I think there's just a little bit too much on the Eagles' side. And in a close one, I'm going to take the Eagles. A close one, I mean like 24, 23, 28, 27, that kind of close one. Okay. K-Star. I am going with Philly. Um, I believe in St. Bradford so long as he's healthy in that offensive system with Chip Kelly. And I think the running back duo, DeMarco Murray and Ryan Matthews, is going to be just too much for Atlanta to have to overcome. I just think Philadelphia dictates the game flow of this game, and um, Atlanta has to play catch-up. And I like really to pull it off on the road. Um, I, 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 again, I always look at quarterback and head coach. Um, but on this one, I'm just going to pick the Falcons, and I'm going to tell you why. And work with me here, fellas. Um, Chip Kelly runs a gimmicky offense. He brought his a, a version of his Oregon Ducks offense into the NFL. Um, they were quite successful in the preseason. He went out and got a new quarterback. He went out and got new weapons, got rid of some of the old weapons and got some new weapons. Went out and got players, either one, because he thought they would fit their scheme better, or two, because he didn't want the other team to have them. Um and they had a very successful uh, preseason. Now, if you're any of the four preseason teams and you're playing defense and you know Chip Kelly is running a gimmicky defense, do you show your stuff on how to stop that in preseason or do you just try to contain it but work your guys so you can evaluate them. My theory is, why? Why am I going to shut down his gimmicky offense in a preseason? I've got nothing to gain here. My job is to evaluate my players. Winning games in a preseason does not matter. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You're, you're cutting rosters. You're starting with 90. You've got to get down to 53. It doesn't matter, to quote <laughs> The Rock, right, Jay? It doesn't matter, right? Um, you know, the Cowboys went 0-4 in preseason last year and went 12-4 and and almost went to the uh, conference championship game. It doesn't matter. So I don't think teams went in there focused so much on trying to stop that defense. I think they were using it to work their guys, to practice schemes, and, yeah, they were very successful. I think now we're going to see because I have said this for years on this show, gimmicks come and go. Gimmicks come and go. Remember when the when the um, Wildcat, Ronnie Brown, down in uh, Miami was running a Wildcat, and people were, what the hell is that? And, oh, my God, you can't stop it and this and that. Uh, yeah, how's that, how's that Wildcat working these days? The read option play, right? RG3 was running it and all that, and it was unstoppable. Now, all of a sudden, it's just it's a tool now. 
It's not your it's not your entire offense anymore. The Wildcat is not your entire offense anymore. Now Chip Kelly's got this run and gun kind of high pace, you know, no huddle, keep it going offense. How'd they do last year? Started off great. How'd they finish? Didn't even make the playoffs. So um I I, I don't I, I unless unless he comes out and does something a little bit different, which I don't think he will because he's too damn stubborn and hard at it. And not to mention something, let me just put it out there. I just don't like him. I have a hard time picking him to win any game because I just, just like I didn't like Jim Swartz when he coached the Lions. And was I right? I sure was because he didn't accomplish anything and he's gone. I don't like Chip Kelly. I don't like him. I think he's arrogant. I don't think he's as smart as he thinks he is, and I think there's something wrong with how he selects his players. I'm not going to say he's racist, but I'm going to say there's something there, though. There's something not right. I don't like the guy. So I just think for all you. those reasons, what's that? I just think he likes yes men, you know, guys who are uh, that much, I guess, personality, just so he can kind of see maybe. the whole way through everything. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. K-Star, maybe that's it. But it's amazing that the you know I mean yes he he's brought in black players but how do you let go of a shady McCoy man you know I mean you know how do you let go of Deshaun Jackson Jeremy Macklin Brandon Boykins up and coming um, special teams and cornerback you know I, these these were these were very good players. You know, I mean, Jimmy Johnson said it very carefully. Jimmy Johnson's coach, he said, he said, do you treat all your players the same? He said, hell no, I don't. <laughs> the ones that perform get treated better. <laughs> the ones that don't, don't. Jimmy Johnson won two Super Bowls, won a national championship in college. He was very honest. So I don't get Chip Kelly. I can't root for him. I can't support him. Plus, he took my running back. Screw you, Chip Kelly. I'm going with the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I do want to say that I think that DeMarco Murray is going to have a fantastic year. And um, I know that's not really something you want to hear, but I, I think for that system, he's literally probably winning back for it. Um, you think DeMarco Murray is going to do what now? I, I think he's going to have an amazing year in uh, Philly. Hmm. I think he's going to get injured. That's possible. Too. That's what I think. Yeah, I think he's going to get injured. Um, I don't think he's going to have an amazing year. I think I think he'll be productive. Um, I don't even think he'll get 1,000 yards. I don't think their offense is designed for him to get 1,000 yards. So he may still average four and a half, four point eight 4.8 a carry, um, but he won't get the touches. He won't get the carries, I don't think. Um, you know, if he, had, if he had stayed home, yeah, he would have another great year because that offense was designed around his ability to go out and carry the ball 20, 25 times a game. This offense is not. So he's just not going to get the touches. But he'll, he'll do okay if he don't get hurt. Anyway, um, last but not least, the Vikings at the 49ers. K-Star, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, Adrian Peterson on Monday night against a team that lost, what, six of its defensive starters, several of them great against the run. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings wholeheartedly. And I really like Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Mike Wallace was a good addition. So, Vikings. Okay. JB? 
Yeah, I echo K-Star's sentiments, uh, especially on Bridgewater and on Wallace. I think there's 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 something to be said about Minnesota and what they've been doing. I, I like the direction they're going in. The 49ers defensively are a shell of their, their former self. Kaepernick may have a good game. Hyde may have a good game. But, I mean, there's really nothing else to that team anymore. So I'm taking the Vikings also. Um. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I agree. Vikings, um, you know, again, another person that's going to have something to prove is Adrian Peterson. Um, he's fresh. He hasn't played in a while, um, and he is an exceptional running back. Um, you know, has the potential to go down as one of the best ever. Um, might even already be considered one of the best ever. Frankly, he's that he's that good. Um, you know, guys blown out both his knees and come back and still plays. At, at, at a top level, um, and I think he he's going to have something to prove, clearly. And unfortunately for the 49ers, um, this is probably the, the worst nightmare for them um, to start. I mean, they're they're you know we talk about the, the, the um, Redskins being at the bottom of the heat. We talk about the Browns being down there somewhere. Um, I, you know, I just think with everything that's going on with the 49ers. I don't I don't see much hope for them. I mean, and that's a storied franchise, but um I I don't see it at all. They just they've lost too many. They've lost too many top players. They lost their head coach. Um, you know, and and frankly, you've got a team like the Vikings that's kind of making a move and heading up a bit and surging a little bit there. And you got the 49ers going in the other direction. I think this is where they pass each other and the Vikings kick that kick that tail in pretty good. This could get ugly. Um so yeah, I'm going with the Vikings too. So yeah, all right. Another thing, uh, just to wrap that one up, T, and, and you almost yeah, hit yeah. on it. The San Francisco, I think they they've not only lost their coach, but with their coach and the players, they've lost their identity. You don't want to lose yeah. that on a football team. So I think you add that to the mix, and it's going to be a long season for for the Niners. Jay, you make it, and that's probably that's probably one of the best points of the night, um, right there is. You know, the the 49ers, we considered them to be a very physical, very mentally tough team. This was a team that matched up very well with Seattle. And, you know, those were some great games. We would watch the 49ers and the Seahawks and, um, you know, physical defense, Kaepernick in the offense and, you know, um, you know uh, Frank Gore back there. And, I mean, just, you know, very physical, very, you know, tough team. And now I, you're right. I mean, I was like I said. I think that's the point of the night. What is their identity? You just you don't even know who this team is anymore. Um, and and it's as a foot. I mean, as a Cowboy fan, I could give a crap because I hate the 49ers. As a football fan, it's just sad. But you know what? It's the evolution of football. It, it really is what happens in football. And the Cowboys were there after after uh, Jimmy Johnson and Barry Switzer. Switzer won of uh, the Super Bowl with, with Jimmy Johnson's team, and then after that, the team just went nowhere. And they brought in Chan Gailey, and they brought in Dave Campo, and the Cowboys had no identity. Was going, uh, you know, five and eleven, and six and uh, six and ten, and you know, and it wasn't until Bill Parcells came in. Really, any Cowboy fan today, you better thank Bill Parcells for what we have because he was the one that righted that ship. He was the one that gave this team an identity. He was the one that showed these guys how to draft. And, you know, he, he fixed the Cowboys. And to this day, I give him credit, you know. And, and still, Romo, Witten, 
you know, those are those are those are uh, Bill Parcells guys. Okay, just so everybody just so everybody's clear on that. Um, and the 49ers are good. My point there is the 49ers are going to need that. They're going to need. I think they're going to need some. Um, you know, I, I don't know who's out there that would take this job, but they're going to need that level. You know, I, I Bill Cower comes to mind. You know, someone at K Star. I don't know that he would come back to coaching, but a a, a Super Bowl champion who actually can can rebuild a team like Cower did with the Steelers. You're going to need a Cower to come in and or somebody of, of that with that presence. And and as Jay said very eloquently, that identity, that tough identity to come in there and fix that team. I don't even know who the Forty ers coach is. Um, I guess I can look it up. But that's that's how much I haven't really followed them because I I don't know who their coach is. I mean, I'm gonna look it up and see who is their head coach. I think it was their offensive line coach. I can't remember his name. Uh, I think he was offensive yes, coach. You are right, uh, Jim Tomsula. Is there? So yeah, we don't, don't even know this guy, and he's there. He's there. He's their head coach. You know, so yeah, uh, they they are going to need somebody. They're going to need, um, you know, somebody to come in and fix this mess. And he he ain't the guy to fix it. I'm saying that right now. You can forget the who, whatever his pedigree is. He's just a place filler. That's all he is. He's a place filler. This guy won't be here in three years. I promise you that. He won't be. Just remember I said that. He will not be here in three years. He'll be somewhere else, offensive line coach or whatever. He's, he, he's not. They're going to go out. They're, they're going to need to – I don't even know who owned Bartolo used to own the team. I don't think he does anymore. I don't even know who the ownership is. They're going to need to go out there and get somebody, and they're going to have to go target a, a fixer, someone who could come in there and write the ship, like a Parcells type, like a Coward type, somebody of that stat, status to come in here three to five years and get that team back on a championship path. If they can even find that, that's what they're going to need to do. So, um, all right, good. Um, Dr. Train, we're going to, you know, hopefully you can uh, send us your picks because um, we're going to start tracking these every week. So uh, I don't know if you're going to catch the show on archive, but check your email if you are. And um, um, that's it for the show tonight. That was really uh, – I, I want this season, just so everyone can be clear on what's coming up on the Madden Voice we're really going to focus more on the games. Um, we'll throw some storylines in there, major storylines. But I want to talk football this year. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, talk about everything else. And in the last 15 minutes, we're making picks and talking about the games. I, I, football is about what happens on the field. And even though there's always a storyline, someone gets hurt, someone gets suspended, someone gets traded, um, you know, there's always those storylines. I think our job really is to talk about what's going on on the field. And so this year, we're going to do lists. We're going to talk a lot about the games, a lot about the matchups, and why we see things a certain way. And we are going to attempt to do a fantasy football segment each week as well. Um, on that note, I did want to ask K-Star one question. Um, K-Star, you, I've done it a little bit, but you've done it far more than I have. Um, the DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, fantasy football sites. I, mm -hmm. I just, for our viewers' sake, is one better than the other, or is it six of one and half a dozen of the other? It's more of the latter. Um, you know, I guess from a fantasy football player's perspective, what you should ask yourself is, uh, what do you prefer more? 
straight PPR or half-point PPR because DraftKings is PPR, whereas FanDuel is half-point PPR. And if you value the kicker or would rather it not be there in part of your lineup, because in DraftKings there's no kicker slot, whereas in FanDuel there, there is. Um, but aside from that, they're pretty much similar, and they're both great sites. Uh, yeah, I definitely did a, a, a quite a bit last year, and it's, it's so much fun. I, I, the best analogy I can make is um, it, it's like, uh, of course, there's something better than football some days, but it's really cool when you also have your horses uh, that you're rooting for and the track, you know, it, it starts at 1 o'clock, and, and it's like they, they release the horses, and, and you get your guys that you're rooting for. I mean, of course, you're doing your leagues as well, but it's just another flavor. And for everyone out there, if you haven't done it before, uh, I suggest, you know, just there's some free uh, tournaments you can join for free, and there's some really great promotionals I would take advantage of just to kind of get a feel for it. And, but it's a lot of fun. And I am now, would you doing a fancy player of the uh, fancy segment as well? Maybe what we could do um, just real quick is is while talking about the game, maybe at the very end of it, we can say this: is we this is what we believe the fancy player of the game will be. Okay, we can do that. Just food for thought. Um, and and and, and you know, and one last question for you about this: um, these sites. You know, if you really. Because you know, I guess I've done them both. I had, I did not. That's why I'm deferring you. I did not do them as often as you did. I probably did one, maybe three or four weeks, and did the other one, maybe two weeks. Um, maybe because I kept forgetting. It really, when I didn't want to do it, it was just with doing the show and and then you know two fantasy football leagues, and I just would forget to do it. I did enjoy it, um, but when you watch the commercials, they always talk about how much money they're giving out and all that. But let's be honest, you really have to be exceptional to win money at either one of these sites. Would you, would you agree with that case, star? Uh, I think to win one of those big money tournaments they're talking about, yes, you have to be quite exceptional. However, I think you can definitely win some money doing, um, some of these tournaments or some of these, uh, events, which are called 50 fifties where, uh, you have your entry fee, say it's $25, and you play with, uh, say, 100 other people, and all you need to do is have a better lineup than um, half the crowd, which is called 50-50s, and you can make uh, money doing that. And I think that's probably the best way for people to actually make money on the site without blowing all their money on those entry fees to those really big tournaments. Um, so I, I think that they could probably mark they, – they could stay into market their, their stuff a little bit better if they were less – the problem I have with those commercials, they almost seem like scams when you first see them, right? Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people didn't trust yeah. them last year. And, well, I mean, again, uh, what I will say is you could definitely win, win money on the sites, but you have to do it a much different way in which how they're promoting it. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to look into what it would take for us to host as the Madden Voice. You know, what's the cost and and how difficult is it? And and maybe we'll do a dry run and I may be I may be emailing you K Star for some thoughts and some assistance here. Um sure. but I think I'm gonna I think the more I think about it, um I think we may give it a try and just, you know, let's start a tournament. Let's do a tournament one week. Maybe uh, it's too late to do it for week one, um, but maybe for week two. And, um, you know, let's give it a try. I don't know what it would cost. I obviously, you know, I got to look into that and make sure it's not too expensive. But if it's something that I can afford, um, I might give it a try and see is it something that we can do as a host. And um, I can say that we can we can actually create our own type of event, you know, and, and set our own parameters around that. 
And even if um, we had guys who wanted to play with us that are TMV listeners, we could do that as well. Uh, we just have to provide the information for them so that they can join it. Um, but that's definitely possible. Yeah. To create your own uh, type of event. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I may do that. I have. I actually have some time this weekend. Um, like I said, it, you know, the season starts tomorrow, so it's too late. But um, I can at least look at the details. So, yeah, uh, uh, TMV fans, stay tuned. Uh, we might be on one, if not both of those sites, giving it a dry run and seeing how it works out. And, um, you know, I think it's just another way that we can also engage our listeners, you know, and, um, you know, give y'all guys a chance to maybe make a couple of dollars, you know. And, and it, this could also be a way that people can try it um, with low risk, you know, as opposed to going in there blind and trying something that you don't know much about. Now you're doing it, you hear it on the show, we're doing it too, and we can engage and talk about it week to week. There's no conversation with these others. Just get on and do it, and good luck. But at least with us, we can dialogue, we can talk about it, we can tweak it. So uh, I'm going to look into it and see, and and that might be something that we do um, very soon. So, all right, excellent, good stuff. All right, uh, K-Star, any final words? Pray for my Steelers tomorrow. It's probably going to be a bloodbath. And, again, I never said that going into a game, but I'm legitimately scared. I am petrified, but with the petrification and scaredness is also a lot of excitement because tomorrow is the NFL season, and the fact that my Steelers are playing on the opener is, it hasn't really jacked up. Um, and you know what? Upsets happen for a reason, so hopefully we can go in there and pull off an upset. We certainly are capable with the talent we have, but uh, I just have a bad feeling about tomorrow and what Tom Brady uh, might do to us. I uh, I I concur with your fear, but you know you've got a great coach, you've got a great quarterback, um, you do have some weapons out there on both sides of the ball. So um, you know, let's see if uh, let's see if they can make it competitive. And uh, you know, you get that game, you get that game into the fourth quarter, then it's anybody's oh, yeah. game. Yeah, you know, Brady comes out and starts. Brady comes out and you know. Um, you know, and I know you guys had a couple of rough games last year, but if, if Brady comes out and it's 28 nothing at half, it's over. But, you know, you can get it to the fourth quarter and it's 21-20 or 20-17, to 17, something like that. Hey, anything's possible. So, we'll see. Absolutely. All right. Well, good luck. That's the best I can give you is good luck. JB, <laughs> any final words? Last day before the opening kickoff, Last day that we'll see undefeated teams because from here on out, you're either going to be happy or you're going to be disappointed. So as a Cowboys fan, I'm looking to be happy. As a football fan, I'm absolutely ecstatic. Can't wait. All right. Excellent. All right. Thanks, JB. Thank you, K-Star. And um, Dr. Train, wherever you are, um, hope you're enjoying your vacation. Um, listen, I'm only going to say this one last time, everybody. If you've been a longtime fan, I know we still have Adam from Australia still listen, so shout out to Adam. He actually hit me up last night and said, what, no show? Moved it uh, moved it for one night. We will be back next Tuesday night, 9 o'clock, to continue the show. Um, but I say this every year, enjoy football because it ain't going to be here long. Um, unfortunately, what football brings in cold weather, winter weather, I don't like the winter, I don't like the cold, so we know that's inevitable. But enjoy football while you have it because it won't be here long. We're at the beginning of the season. Hey, it's time to dream. Maybe your team is going to go and win the Super Bowl this year. It all starts with the games this week. And like we say here on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. There'll be a lot of feuds settled on the field this weekend. So, for Dr. Train, for K-Star, 
And for JB, this is Commissioner T. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back here next Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. And remember, enjoy the games because all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.